People are frugal in guarding their personal property, but as soon as it comes to squandering time, they are most wasteful of the one thing in which they have their own right to be stingy. Seneca. There are several songs I'd have as a throwback any time of the day. These songs offer a feeling the old me used to treasure and the new me has come to value. So here is the list from the top there is Donnie McClurkin and Kirk Franklin with Ooh Child, Dreams of Brighter Days by Busy Signal, Confident by Demi Lovato or Formation by Beyonce. These songs serve as a throwback from different stages of my life. If you listen to the lyrics closely, you can tell of two different stories from the first two and the last two songs. The lyrics get more aggressive from the first to the last. But I want to settle on Kirk's song, Ooh Child. In Swahili the song generally speaks of having a brighter day that is yet to come, this has that wishful slash longing meaning to it projected towards an uncertain time in the future. It might be tomorrow, next week, next month or even a decade from now. The reason I say this evokes a throwback feeling is that it takes me to my childhood days when we would talk about the things we wanted to do in the future. These dreams would change so fast depending on what inspired us, it might be a character in a certain movie, Funny enough you could watch another movie and feel connected with what another character was doing and also want to aspire to do that. This feudal cycle was so fast changing that in the long run our little minds would be left dizzy and reeling with confusion. Then as we became more mature, we slowly started having sentimental attachment towards specific ambitions. Out of nowhere for my case, these ambitions were swallowed up by a tsunami of obstacles and challenges and thus we gave up on even daring to lift a finger and try. This became the tragic tale of how procrastination started seeping into our lives if you could as majority of the people in the world today. It is always the litany of excuses that comes first. We degrade our own power and value so to speak. By the time we come to reality things are out of control. For some people it is normally far too late or so we try to convince ourselves. For instance, I realized that I wasn't really cherishing my values, because I had been spending my time doing other things. The things I called priorities were merely wishful thinking. Real priorities demand our attention. If I say it's a priority to read a certain number and kind of books, but I never do it, I deceive myself. What causes us to behave in this way? Why are we able to spend countless hours staring into the gaping, blue-lit void of our screens, but seemingly powerless to pick up a book or get a certain job done? I don't think we ever get to appreciate the value of time, energy and focus until it dawns on us how finite they are. We aimlessly squander what we possess in greater measure and end up looking back with bitterness and regret. This insidious mindset allows us to deceive ourselves into believing that someday is a valid plan. I was once reading a book by Mbugwa Mumbi who I had a privilege of meeting in my middle school years called Excuse Me, Your Dreams Are Calling You. He highlights the value of time and how frugal it is, but I also believe the example applies to energy and focus, so, this is how it goes. If you want to know the value of one year, ask a student who failed a grade. One month, ask a mother who delivered a premature baby. One week, ask an editor of a weekly newspaper. One hour, ask a person who just missed a train or flight. One second, ask a person who narrowly avoided an accident. One millisecond, ask an athlete who got silver at the Olympics. Perhaps you find yourself unable to do the things you want to do, and you can't seem to stop doing things you don't want to do. Even St. Paul struggled with this problem. I don't really understand myself, Paul writes, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. Sound familiar? Chances are you have become an unwitting slave to behavioral triggers. These triggers are powerful and they can prevent us from following through with our conscious desires. They can replace those conscious desires with unconscious behaviors. And these unconscious behaviors are often counterproductive and even damaging. 
We know them as habits. Automatic behavior patterns that we often feel powerless to resist. This may explain why you feel blocked from your destiny. You may believe that you are somehow unable to muster the discipline to achieve your goals. Take heart. The doors of destiny are not locked but are often held shut by the chains of habit. Someday syndrome is deadlier than any other disease, because it kills your dreams and aspirations. You don't have to fall victim to its grip. Awareness of the syndrome, in and of itself, is curative for many people. And rest assured, a cure is needed. Because someday syndrome will cost you so much more than a shiny new sports car, or an exotic vacation in the tropics. Sadly, someday syndrome prevents you from fulfilling what you were designed to accomplish. The 5 Tragic Losses I believe there are 5 tragic losses brought on by indulging in someday syndrome. Pursue your priorities now. Don't put them off until someday. For if you fail to act now, you'll likely suffer these 5 losses. 1. The loss of your integrity. Integrity in this context means your ability to remain true to your values and worldview. For example, if you say that you value to see your investment slash savings grow, but you swipe those credit cards and loan applications left, right and center. You never clear your bad debts leave alone managing your finances and increasing any savings, you're not behaving with integrity. This leads inevitably to tragic loss number 2. 2. The loss of your self-respect. Stephen Covey said, private victories precede public victories. When you behave with integrity you win a private victory. You have proved to yourself that you can keep a promise even if it's one that only you know about. This builds your self-respect. If you consistently break promises to yourself, such as saying you will do something someday when you know you never will, you slowly erode your self-respect. You can even go down that path so far that you come to a place of self-loathing. 3. The loss of leadership. All of us are leaders. The first person we lead is ourselves. Then comes our family, our spiritual community, our friends, our co-workers and team members, and our acquaintances. If you don't respect yourself as a leader in your own life, you'll have very little influence in the lives of others. As they witness your lack of integrity and loss of self-respect, your position of leadership is weakened, eroded, and destroyed. 4. The loss of your legacy. Legacy is about more than just money or property, it is about the imprint you make on the world while you're here, the memories you create in the minds, hearts, and lives of other people. The values you demonstrate to those who matter most to you are your legacy. It's been said that people don't remember so much what you say, they remember who you are. They know who you are based on what you do. This is your legacy. Are you building a legacy you can be proud of or one that makes you feel ashamed? 5. The loss of God's gifts. Now don't get me wrong, the Bible says that the gifts God gives us are irrevocable. So, if he has given you a gift of hospitality, or the gift of leadership, or a vision, or of artistic talents, he does not take these gifts away. So how can it be that you could lose God's gifts? Simple. By not using them. If you put these priority gifts off until someday when you have more time, you'll go to your grave never having utilized the gifts that God has given you. You only have one life in this world, don't waste it, and don't waste the gifts you've been given. These five losses are all the more tragic because they are completely avoidable. If you'd like to avoid them yourself, here's what to do next. First, decide what your priorities really are. Next, get an understanding of why those are your priorities. What is the reason these priorities are important to you? Write these reasons down. Having a powerful enough why will get you past the problem of figuring out how to accomplish your priorities. Finally, construct a plan of how to begin accomplishing your priorities, and put a deadline on that plan. This is called a goal. An aspiration with no deadline, 
on the other hand, is not a goal, it is simply a dream. For me, it took a self-recovery from depression to wake me up. My challenge to you is to wake up now. Don't wait for a tragedy to shake your world. Stop dreaming. Make your priorities your true priorities and don't suffer the five tragic losses that come from someday syndrome. I think I have more in mind about the someday syndrome than I thought. I will address how I also discovered valuing my time through stoic philosophy in my next post. Stay tuned and don't forget to share and comment down below. Your feedback is really encouraging. Until then. Coffee and chill.